Scottie Pippen was hit in the face and he's hurt. Joe Crawford is dragging him off the floor as play continues. Here we have the replay. You can see Pippen right in the center of your screen. He's going up and then he takes the elbow as Lambeer comes down. So Jordan at one and one now. Rodman won't give it in. He hits the deck. So does Rodman and Lambeer and a foul against Detroit. Blue by him. Now watch how he blows by him. Here comes Lambeer into your picture, see? The ref says that he was moving. He was definitely there. Eight seconds on the shot clock now. Jordan lost the ball for a second, but now the clock is running down. Green. Jordan for three. Time runs down. Pistons wasting no time in getting out of here. Now a timeout was called. They left the bench, although there's seven and nine, ten seconds remaining. The Pistons just left. That's a three-pointer. I love those highlights. I love the old voices. I love that the Bulls finally got their redemption. Three straight years. Uh, that was the matchup in the East. Bulls suffered uh, terrible, painful, devastating losses. In uh, 89 and 90, and then finally, sweet revenge, Connor, in 91. It takes us back, and it makes us think of Bulls Pistons in Paris today. Yes, it's it almost does. the exact there same thing. <laughs> full the circle. Exact, it's full the circle, Parisian my friend. You. Yes, yep. You they, Francophile. Um, I, I love the NBA. The, you know, over the weekend, the big press release came out. Uh, you know, the six-time world champion Bulls versus the three-time world champion <laughs> Pistons. And... The Pistons have the second worst record in the league, and here we go. Uh, For a moment, you feel young again. <laughs> yeah, right? You're about to like, skip off to like, class. Those championships, like I saw those when I was in high school and right. college, and I was covering the league when the Pistons won the last uh, their last championship in 2004. But uh, the 12 win Pistons will battle the what do the Bulls have? 20 wins? Uh, what do they have? Yes, 20, yeah, 20 and 20. The 20 and 24 2024, Bulls okay. versus the 12 and 30 whatever seven Pistons or whatever the hell they are in Paris. At, in an hour. Tips in an hour. Tips in an, in an hour. I got to be honest. Uh, we're going to cross talk in an hour to Waddle and Sylvie. We'll roll out of here around 2.30. Uh, I'll listen to the boys on the way home. And then when I get home, I might throw on NBA TV and just check it out for a second. But the Pistons are terrible. Kate Cunningham's missing the whole year again here. Played 10 games, whatever he played. Um, who's the rookie from Memphis? The big kid that I like that's good. I'm blanking on his Jay name. Jay Nimey or, or Durant? No, J- Jalen Durant. Jalen Durant. Jalen Durant's hurt. I don't think he's playing in this game. I like him from what I've seen. I think he might be a player. Jay Nivey's playing, but like, this is ugly. This is like, this is the NBA in Paris. Like, this is, how did they, I, and somebody on Twitter goes, well, maybe they wanted the Pistons there because they figured they'd be in contention and they are for Victor Wembanyama. But I'm like, what does that really do for them? Like, why Bulls? Pistons in Paris today. How did they arrive at that? I, I the Bulls are a global brand. I get that they are. The Bulls are that that logo is iconic. It's known everywhere around oh, the yeah. world because of MJ. Well, How did they pick you, this game? You go up and down uh, Joe Cowley's Twitter thread. He covers the Bulls for sometimes has for a while. You go Love up and down Joe. the thread. Joe was on a few weeks. Ago. Fantastic dude. He's a really good NCAA football player, by the way. Since we were talking about, oh, that that, oh. see, I didn't know that. Man, he's good. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's good. Played a lot of online games back in the day. Anyway, no, you, you go up and down. His, all he's talking about is the global brand. Global, global brand. brand. Global brand. Easier for him to tweet than for me to say. <laughs> but I mean, these these jerseys are in the window. The brand matters. That's Is that what it is? It's like, hey, we don't care that the Bulls are 20 yeah, and 24? I don't think there's a lot of, you know, you don't need to go Galaxy brand on this. I think yeah. this is, that. that's it. That's it? I mean, I think that's it. Why not Bulls Knicks? Why not Bulls Warrior? I guess it's an unfair trip for the Warriors, maybe to go from California to Paris. But at some point, the NBA is a star league, right? Yeah, 
do, do some guys just say, no, we don't want to go? Or does the NBA kind of think at one point it's not worth the ask? Do they, Maybe. Do they still have to ask a little bit? Maybe. I wonder. Like, is what it, is the player response to it? Right. I, I think when you're there, it seems the Bulls are enjoying themselves and having fun. Yeah. No, the fun is there, true. But, you know, how many times do we get a conversation about a team where it's like, oh, you know, this road trip, that really, you know, that set us back. You know, you look back Very at the season, true. we missed the playoffs. It was this road trip. We got out of schedule. This guy got yeah. hurt. The other thing, you know, that's yeah. well, we went in an eight-game skid. It was on right. the road. We got rained out twice in Cleveland. Josh Naylor went off against the <laughs> You know what don't, I mean? Like, don't this say is, Josh Naylor. This, ha- this, this stuff happens, and then you kind of look back and go, well, this this was a turning point for us. Yeah. I wonder if the NBA just wants, doesn't want to look at a, you know, contender, contender, contender. That's interesting. And go... That's Let's interesting. Let's send for 60. Because what's the Bulls' schedule coming out of this, right? I well, mean, they don't play again until Monday, it's right? It's one game in... One game. Is it six days? Is that right? Uh, one game in five days? No, they played Sunday night. They left after Sunday's win, right? What day is it now? Thursday. I, I know, kid. you've got a five-week Today's actually... Thursday. I don't think they played on Monday. That's one game in... Uh, eight days? Uh, yeah. I mean, right? Isn't that one game? Am I doing that right? One game in eight days? It's a lot of... Sounds right to me. a lot of not basketball. It's a lot of not basketball. It's true. That's an interesting take on it. Like, hey, we'll get the Bulls because they're the Bulls. Right. It doesn't matter if they're a good team, if they're a bad team. They're That's a right. global, iconic brand. People want to see them. And then, yeah, we'll just pluck the Pistons, too. Why, Why not? Because it makes it easy. Why not? They do, have a, they do have a Frenchman on their roster, too. They've got Killian Hayes on their roster, so maybe that plays into it a little bit. But, you know, and, and then today, the NFL announced the five teams that are going to play home games abroad in 2023. Saw this. Because it is this idea of, you know, the, the making your brand global. The, the NBA's been global for years because of Michael and the Bulls in the late 80s and the 90s. The NFL's trying to do it. I don't think they'll ever succeed to the lengths that basketball has succeeded. Basketball has played around the globe on every continent other than the obvious one where they're not playing anything. Antarctica. Uh, thank you very much. Okay. It's played everywhere. It is immensely popular in most countries. Dare I say it's probably outside of soccer, the second most popular sport at this point. I think F1's so. F1's very big around the world. I know that. But yeah. basketball's probably the it's second biggest. It's to a youth F1 league, though. I, you would, know? I would think. It's difficult. That's an excellent point. The barrier to entry is having a driver's license. As which popular is as it is, really? you're right. You don't see a lot of 12-year-olds driving their right. go-karts. I'm sure there are leagues, you know, but it's it's tough to get into youth F1 racing. But at six, trust me, they're playing basketball everywhere at this Absolutely. point. They're playing basketball and soccer everywhere. So I don't think the league, you know, they've got this uh, idea of global hegem- uh, hege- hegemony, easy for me to say, um, in their minds uh, on their office in their offices in New York City. But I don't know that it's going to happen. But they did announce their five teams uh, it's Buffalo, and these it's, are these are home games. These are for home these games. following teams, so we don't right? know the opponent yet. Do you remember? Just quickly, do you remember how when the the first London game got announced of, of yes. this era, right? Of this era. I, I know back in the, yeah. of this era, and there was all this. Oh, this is nonsense in order. Doing all this. Well, nobody will ever have to get up a home game. They're just going to take Jags over there when they're playing. You know, because if anybody loses a home game, it'll be the Jaguars. Nobody goes. All this. We are think about that at least. Because while I'm, I'm with you that the NFL will never be a global brand the way the NBA is, they've come a long way, baby, when it comes long to way. these home games and these teams that you're going to list that did, are playing home games. Did you ever think, uh, did you, our guy's got his new hockey equipment walking down the street, I love it. Did you ever think you'd see the Green Bay Packers give up a home game? Absolutely not. So Absolutely to your point, not. it's grown. Um, Buffalo's giving up a home game. These are the home teams. Buffalo, Tennessee. Jacksonville, which is uh, obviously that happens in Wembley every year. Kansas City. 
New England. Bob Kraft's giving up a home game. Bob Kraft's giving up a home game. He is. It's like they had dirt on him or something. The <laughs> something what? From, something that happened what? in South Florida. I don't know. We should talk about that on Unhinged next week. You should come back in. The Chiefs and Patriots are going to host games in Germany. The Bills, Titans, and Jags will play the London games. Bills and Titans are the designated home team for two games at Tottenham. Uh, Yurko loves the Hotspur. I think he wants to go to one of those games at some point. Is that the, is that the Tottenham Hotspur? Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. He loves them. And the Jags, of course, will host the game at Wembley. Uh, we won't know the opponents until the full schedule is released. Guess who plays in Kansas City this year? Is it, is it, it the is Chicago Bears? The Chicago Bears. Really? So it is possible. It is possible. The Bears, we uh, we uh, always like to look at the schedule. Um, well, we don't know the schedule. The we we, we want to figure out the trip. you got to find your road trip. we got to find a road trip. And so even in January when the season's over and the opponents are set, we don't know the schedule yet. We have to wait till May. All you look for is the, ampersand, the at. We start looking at the away teams. Show and me Zetterman, and me and Danny and Sylvie, uh, and we took our boys to see the bar, the Bears in Tampa two years ago to see Brady. Oh, I remember that. We're looking for another trip maybe with the boys. And one that we circled was, depending on the time of year, if it's a December game, forget it, Arrowhead Stadium. Bears oh, at yeah. Chiefs. If uh, that's a Germany game, we're not taking the kids. Maybe we'll still go, but uh, I'm not going to fly the, the kid over there to Germany. You've been to Germany? I've been never overseas? been to Germany. You I've been overseas pond? a lot, yeah. but I've never okay. been to Germany. Yeah. I would like to see it. The Germany game, I told the guys to pull a couple of highlights. Was it Hamburg? Hamburg? No, they did it in um, wherever they – where's that, the Allianz? Where's that stadium? I don't know. Which town is that? Where, wherever – I'm I'm out of German town names. That's I got about three. Did they play in the stadium that Bayern Munich plays in? I'm guessing in Munich. I could oh, be, yeah, Munich. So that's four. Right? Is it Munich? I'm pretty sure they played it's where Munich. Bayern Munich, Munich plays. So, so they're going to Munich. And they're playing in that, as I understand it, I think they're playing back in that stadium in Germany. Venue, right? Well, and you know what? I got to say, um, which um, guys, do we have a couple of highlights from that? From Bayern Munich? No, no, no. From the... Um, yeah, I got him. Oh, I here it is. Yeah, here. I play. This was that game. Offense has improved because of it. Play fake to him. Quick throw to DK Metcalf. Metcalf. Takes it inside Fox territory. Brady flings it wide. Julio Jones. Julio Jones trying to score. Listen to the crowd. Touchdown. You think that's a Snap Tampa home game? Touchdown. Whoa. To Brady in a direct snap. Fournette. He is going to throw it to Brady. But you get the point. Like, I was watching that game that morning. It's in Germany. It was obviously on early here. I remember sitting down and watching. I also had a wagering interest in it. I had the Bucks minus like three and, and a half. Little action. And they won by five. Yeah. So I was watching that whole game. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to give it to these cred. The crowd was going nuts. And they were singing and chanting afterwards. And they were, Tom Brady really soaked it all in. I'm like, this is a pretty cool vibe and a pretty good atmosphere. Right. Now, maybe. It starts to get watered down the more you do it. I, I don't know the last time they even had a... I don't know if they'd ever had a regular season game in Germany. I doubt it. I think that might have been a standalone, the one and only. But I remember walking away when the other games were about to start at noon when that game ended. Like, oh, that was actually pretty cool. The fans loved it. Well, they like the tableau of it, right? The NFL does. I mean, they like, they like showing so. us that this is a bigger game than we think it is. Yeah. Right? I, I think that matters. You know, I mean, this is all marketing at the end of yeah. the day, right? It, it, that all matters. I think, too, like, I, I think you're right that it, that it has gotten watered down some, and that's why you've got the Patriots, yeah, the, the Chiefs, Chiefs, 
Green Bay, I forget the other two teams that you mentioned, all giving up home games. They're taking Green Bay those went, guys Green home. Bay played one of those London games oh, this right, year. Yeah, they played yeah, this that's year. Right, that's right. Uh, that's right. Tennessee, Buffalo. You're taking your big boys Stars. over now. You're yeah. taking Josh Allen, that's right. Patrick Mahomes, that's right. New England. You're mm-hmm. taking your big boys over there. Yeah. And I guess we'll find out in May there's a possibility that the Bears could be over there because one of their road games this year is Kansas City, and Kansas City will be playing a home game are we, in Germany. Are we set now with the NFS? Like, you get the bye after the overseas game? Are you, we, so is they, that, is they that, changed it a few years ago. They started giving you the option. Believe it or not, okay, some okay. teams don't take it. A lot of teams do. Some don't take it, but they give you the option of having the bye the next week. Yes. But not, but not before. You couldn't take it before. No, I think they Your only, only option offer is, the option is to play the London game and have the or the, the European game and then have the, the okay. buy after. So you're saying you you're the NFL team and I, I go to you, Carm, you can have the buy whenever we schedule your buy, whenever the schedule buy right. comes out, or you can lock it in for the week after your your, your Munich game. I believe that okay. is correct. Yes. So they'll go to the Chiefs and say they'll say it now, yours one of your home games will be in Germany. Do you want your bye the week after? And then they will decide as an Does the team get to know what their other bye would be? I don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea. I'd love to talk to an NFL schedule maker. Seriously. They're, man, you I know. Can't, you can't I know. much out of those guys. It'd be interesting, though. I have Although no idea. Are, you know what's funny is the reporters who have a schedule guy, you know, the, like the guys who always have the schedule stuff yes, out before always. they have them. Yes. Do you, like the level of lockdown yes. that they have to – because. You know, I know a couple of people mm-hmm. report on football teams in and around town, and they've got the schedule already. They know it. They have, and it's got to be can't say it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is until the of day of. Like the day of, it starts to trickle out on yeah. social media, and it's like, okay, you get, if you if you do it two weeks before, but you're even then dead you got to be careful because it's like, it's like a Wojnarowski doing the draft thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you, you can't even say, oh, it looks like the Bulls yeah. are hot on Dale and Terry. I mean, you can't yeah. do that. Even you got to yeah. have that locked down because. Yeah. Uh, Source they, out your guys. They love to make a big, you know, they want the pomp and circumstance. I get it. And so they really do try to protect it as best they can. Oh, they earn it. We got some calls coming in. We'll grab these. Uh, Connor's going to do a live McKnight at the movies for everybody coming up next we'll as well. Live. We're doing live just like Bill O'Reilly. 135 Todd Furman is live in Vegas. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. treat since Connor's in for York today and tomorrow. Your good kid will be back on uh, Monday. He's down hitting the links for the weekend in Florida. But it's Thursday, and at this time we do McKnight at the movies, so Connor's going to do it live. Uh, as always, it's brought to you by the Village of Elmwood Park. Guys, do we know the restaurant today? We'll yeah, can, we can find it. Charlie, you find it somewhere. There's uh, always a gift card on the line, of course, and uh, it'll be one of the outstanding places, and there are so many to choose from. In Elmwood Park, right there on Restaurant Row, up and down North Avenue. So, when you see getting... a couple of weeks ago, the, the the guy who won hit us up on Twitter with yes. pictures of what he got when he yes. went out and the whole thing. I, I love this it. is this is good stuff. Come on, you tell for a gift certificate to go dine. Come you on, can't beat it. Excuse to get out of the house, Absolutely. get yourself a free meal. Absolutely. You don't have to pay the delivery fees for all the nonsense. Know. You, you just have, have to, to know enjoy. Movies. Last week, I was very proud of myself. I got it right away, it? but it's a great movie. What did I do last week? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. That's you know I had never seen. I watched that for you guys. So great. I had just you know it's one of those. Everybody's got like fifteen. I'm surprised 20 you've never seen that. Just missed wow. it. I don't know. You know I, I just missed it. Just one of those so movies. Uh, it's fantastic. It's probably as like rewatchable as any of his movies. You, it's, it's not his best. 
but it is probably the one I could sit down and watch. I mean, I could watch Goodfellas anytime, don't get me wrong. And I love Scorsese. You don't, you don't but sit down and rewatch Gangs in New York no, every time. <laughs> and I don't. And now, there are certain things I love about that movie. It's hard to take your eyes off of uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis in that sure. movie because yeah. he's spectacular. Right. There are certain things I like about that movie, but no, you're exactly right. I don't just sit down and want to rewatch that. I mean, like Cameron Diaz and Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. just choosing an accent for, for every scene? Yeah. Just making one up for as me. you go? As much as I love Raging Bull, and I think it's a brilliant, important work of, of film... I'll sit down and watch Wolf of Wall Street any day before I sit down and start diving back into Raging Bull. There, there is a rewatchability index that should, we should be, we should do something with the list of movies that we've end up doing on this bit. We well, we probably should. We should, for we sure. should because I've got a list. People, I got the spreadsheet. People are calling with requests now too. You know, like somebody wanted you to do the Goonies. You know, you haven't done Goonies. So, no, I don't think I've done. I Go- Goonies. haven't done Goonies. I thought about this because I was thinking of cool ways we could do this a little bit differently since I'm here, and this was a thought I had. At like 2 a.m. with my five-week-old daughter in one arm and a bottle in the other. Yes. Hers, not mine. And it, you know, it's, <laughs> Tell them more news. You just got to make sure you got it. <laughs> I made the mistake, but you don't actually. And I thought, okay, here's what we do. We get the person to call in who they win, and then they get to pick, pick next week's movie. That's a good idea. But then I realized that they would be saying the movie on air. <laughs> Which well, defeats the purpose. No, they could just, we could make, coordinate it where they get it to you. Of course. And in my head, that wasn't happening. I was actually thinking that person would say the movie on air and then I would do that movie. No. That's how sleep deprived you get. Now, the other thing that could happen is they could still rig it because they could tell their friends. And they could say, yeah. you'd be the first. So they, yeah, you, yeah, you, you you're waiting it. in there. Like, if we trust everybody. Maybe we get a, maybe we get a pool, a movie, like a, people, su- a list of suggestions. Not, I could work off that. That's not a bad idea. That's all right. really good. All right. Um, all right. We're ready. Are we ready to rock and roll? Charlie, did you say something? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh, Armand's today. Oh, it's Armand's. Oh, okay. I love Armand's yes. pizza. One of my all-time yes. favorites. 25 bucks to Armand's. Thank you, Charlie. Um, all right, so I'm going to turn it over to Connor. You guys know the drill. When you think you know, first correct caller at 312-332-3776 will win. And I'll play along with you because I do not know the movie. All right, here we go. Part one. <clears throat> Our scene opens in an office. A man in a suit with pencil in hand, mustache on lip, and an old school computer on his desk sits muttering. He's He's upset expressing a lack of trust in a certain individual, a a subordinate by the sound of it. On the other side of the desk sits a woman. She offers a retort, a heat check, as it were, on the man's tough talk. He side-eyes her. She smiles through it. These two clearly have a working relationship. He's in charge. She's an assistant, but knows more than she lets on. Boy, I thought I knew it for a second. Now I don't think I do. And I think maybe you've done that movie anyway. Ah, the Twitchers are always fast on this. I don't have the Twitch chat up right now. I got to get the chat up. Twitch uh, has it. Twitch has don't it. Don't look. Twitch has it. All right, One, then I'm not, not gonna look. But only, but only, not many. Damn, that now was there's, fast. Now there's more coming in. Now there's more coming. God, in. I had a guess, and I don't think that's don't it. Don't look at Twitch. I'm not looking. All right, I'm not looking. Part two. You want part I'm gonna, two? I'm going to turn it to part two. Part two. Part two. <clears throat> you know the bit here. A bit on our actors. Both are classic '80s faces with enough scenes throughout the decade that you smile and go, "Ah, oh, that guy." Whenever they're on screen. They're never heroes, mostly just foils for teenagers. That's our group of main characters in this movie, although these are not in the scene. Three kids, the main ends up a huge star. The girl is just kind of known for this. And the best friend made a career out of TV and is in a killer show on now. Oh, plus, Baby and Wild Thing both have a scene in this movie. 
Well, now I have an a guess, and but uh, I'm. I feel like I'm still stumped for some reason. I'm crashing off my first one because it's definitely not it. Let me see the first. Let me see what your first guess. My, was. my first one was see. just the way you set it up with the. Uh, I think you've done this movie anyway. My first. Guess I, was let me see. That. Let me ch- oh yeah, you no, know, like yeah. That, that's no. what I thought. The way I, the mustache and the woman. I think the, I've done I that think movie. You I think I've done that movie. Yeah. All right. I think I might know it now, but right. I'm going to turn it to part three. Final part. Back to the scene. The guy's laid out his grievances with the troublemaker, but he's he's aggrandizing some. She's not letting him get away with it either. See, she's got a better handle on the, the dynamics. Down the list of clicks she goes. Everybody loves this kid. Everyone. He's going to get a band named after him in the 90s ska scene. <laughs> the suit is fed up. This is exactly what's wrong with his school. He's tough-talking, mean-mugging even, and for a brief moment, badass. The two celebrate that for a moment, but it'll be the last like it in the film for him. Forget saving Ferris. He's going to try and catch him. <laughs> I was going to say, we got to save him. So, yes, all right, clue two. I don't know how I missed it so badly in clue one. Clue two, I did have it. I'm proud of myself. The Twitchers beat the hell out of me, though. They got it a lot quicker. Nick, I'm surprised we haven't done this. This is the first time we're getting to this movie. Nick in Albany Park is our winner. Nick, what is the movie? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nicely done, Nick. You're in Albany Park. You can get to uh, Elmwood Park nice and easy. So enjoy Armand's. Make sure the guys have your number. We'll get you the gift card. And here's the reveal. This kid any further than I can throw him. (laughs) Well, with your bad knee, Ed, you shouldn't throw anybody. It's true. What is so dangerous about a character like Ferris Bueller is he gives good kids bad ideas. Uh-huh. Last thing I need at this point in my career is 1,500 Ferris Bueller disciples running around these halls. He jeopardizes my ability to effectively govern this student body. Well, makes you look like an ass is what he does, Ed. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. I think you're wrong. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, <laughs> bloods, wasteoids, <laughs> dweebies, <laughs> kids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. That is why I have got to catch him this time. To show these kids that the example he sets is a first-class ticket to nowhere. Oh, Ed, you sounded like Dirty Harry just then. Brilliant. Uh-huh. Classic, all-timer, and I love the... Uh... Jenny Gray, Charlie Sheen scene, of yes. course. And, uh, why don't you stick your thumb up your butt? So, a couple kinda... of things about this movie. I, I was, I All am time. today years old when I found out that one of the teachers in this movie, the English teacher, is Del Close. Oh, really? I don't yes, even knew that. I had no idea. It's Del Close. And for those who don't know, Del Close invented, yes, came up with the I.O., the Improv Olympic, and, yes, and kind did. of was a huge influencer on Chicago. Uh, Chicago Improv, there's a whole uh, uh, a class kind of or, or subset of improv dedicated or at least uh, invented by Del Close, which is super cool. Had no idea. I did not know that either. Here's, here's the other thing. That line, thank you, Grace, I think you're wrong, should be used a lot more it's in awesome. conversation. It's just awesome. like when, when you have a disagreement with someone, <laughs> you, you just got to thank you, Grace. I think you're wrong. I'm going to start putting that into play, and if people don't get it, they just don't get it. If, and I'm assuming many people it, won't. No, but, but like, why would I'm not they? Grace. I'm you like, got no. You got to stick with your. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's good stuff. Is Absolutely fe- uh, spectacular. So, well, and you did it perfectly. I don't know. I mean, flawless. Wow. 
I'm in. I'm in well, you, you get a little practice with this. You do what you can. By the way, Alan Ruck is in Succession. He plays Cameron, mm-hmm. about ten years older than uh, Matthew Broderick and Mia Sara both were at the time. He's mm. almost thirty in that movie. Really? He. If you are not watching Succession, Tom Waddle got me into Succession. I've it's heard one it's of great. The, it's, I know. And Alan Ruck is. Uh, he's great and uh con heads yeah he's yeah. his name's connor in the movie in this in the show actually everybody says succession is awesome it's i gotta great. start watching i'm only it. in season two so no waddle uh has a lot of he just got me turned on to another one on apple tv last night i, I told him I, like, I was up till two in the morning what I do you w- got uh blackbird this one about the true story about the kid from here who went up on a cocaine charge oh, in the 90s I got nothing blackbird. and then they sent him inside they, they said they'd not commute the a sentence song? no not the beautiful song yeah. they said they'd i love that song they'd commute a sentence if he can get a confession out of a a, a serial killer that they were oh, afraid was going to walk this out ca- oh this was ray liotta's last yes this yes. that's right yeah so it was like midnight. I'm doing NFL, so I'm getting ready for the weekend. I rewatched This Is My Life. I rewatched uh, Week 10, uh, Kansas City Chiefs against Jacksonville Jaguars. I was working on As one this, is my, this Is My Life. It's uh, Then I started do, watching, rewatching some Eagles Giants, and then it's like midnight, and I'm like, ah, Waddle said it's awesome. I watched the first two episodes. I was up till 2 a.m., and it was fantastic. Greg Kinnear's in He's this. great. He's true. Where did he go? He I don't know. Away for 15 years. He's great. I watched for the first time You've Got Mail the other week. Yeah, you know, just because you're up. Yeah. You know, just because you're. That is the most '90s thing that has ever been put on film. I, I think I watched it once, and I remember it being a tough watch. I, at least for me know, personally. It was, it was, well, you probably watched it when you I when was you in wanted. College. Yeah. See, not the time to it watch. Kind of like uh, you watch it when you're 37 and a kid at home, and yeah. you're going, you know, I just want something you have never seen this before, and it's just a blast of nostalgia. I, I think that's it. I, like it, when I watched it, it's in better college, that way. I was like, uh, it's better that way. Kind of bad. And Kinnear. Kinnear's great. Well, Kinnear's great. Kinnear's he great. I, he's terrific. Talk soup. Yes, talk soup. That's Hello? right. Hey, James in New Lenox. What's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Connor. I was just walking out of having lunch with uh, the missus when I got in the car, and I heard you talking about the uh, the classes for college football, sure. putting them into Madden. Yeah. Um, I was actually serving overseas in Germany at the time, so I couldn't get that sent to me. So I had to do that manually myself with the college football version. I've been there, James. Um, been there. So you did this, James? <laughs> yeah. You used to sit around and do that and then upload it into your Madden game? Yes. And and I was the guy. So there was a, another post about 20 minutes from us that uh, some of the guys would go to frequently because it was a little bit bigger. Um, I was like the Madden guy people would get stuff from. So I would get memory cards, put my saved file on there and sell them to the people who wanted them because none of us could get them shipped over to us because we were all the way in Germany. So uh, it wasn't bad. Like once I ended up, you know, giving them all out and getting the cash for them, it kind of made it worth the time I put in for it. But, uh, you know, I was in from 2000 to 2003. So like oh, when yeah. I was trying to do it after September 11th and stuff. Wow. Uh, like, we were working crazy hours. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the sources you would have to go to, like, I'd pull up ESPN. I'd pull up some other. Like, I'd go straight to the, the colleges individually um, and pull up their rosters because, like like I caught Connor saying, uh, you know, it'd be like generic sure. linebacker oh, number yeah. 44 or whatever. Right. So sometimes, sometimes the numbers wouldn't actually match, and you'd have to, like, you know, compare the guy's height and weight to what it's sounds, saying on the school's website and stuff. This and, sounds like a full-time you know, job. Then, oh, yeah. yeah, and then there's, like, red shirt guys and stuff. It's a whole thing. There's, uh, 
there's stuff I do now with like Madden. Obviously, you don't have college football. I don't make rosters, but people do. But uh, I'll have one I'll play when the game comes out, and then like I'm 42, so I'm probably a, a loser. Um, <laughs> but but I'll, I'll specifically I'll specifically set up my season, and then like once the playoffs start, I'll start simming the games from the beginning of the season. But I'll like user uh, each team. And wow, I'll is... sim it until the results of the win or loss oh, man. are actually what happened. Uh, you're that crazy. way, when I do my when I do my draft, it's like the exact draft order that it would be in real life. This is so I don't know. I'm I kind of like OCD with it. You guys are crazy. First of all, James, uh, thank you for serving. Thanks for calling. And it sounds like you had a pretty nice little side hustle. We do appreciate it, but th- this is out of control. I mean, how could you have this much time to sit around and do stuff like this? I don't understand it. It's a lot of time. I, mean, I drive myself crazy. Big There's, time. Hey, here's I'm here's watching the week ten. You know who am I to talk? You know I'm watching man, Chiefs and Jags exactly. week ten. And as as a so, man on both sides of this equation, now I can tell you, here's how you have time. You don't have kids. I guess so. You yeah. can't have kids. Yeah, you don't have kids. James, thanks, buddy. Uh, speaking of the rematch between the Jags and the Chiefs and all the other matchups in Divisional Weekend, we're going to get a preview from our good friend Todd Furman, one of the best handicappers in the business. He joins us every week, and he will be with us live in Vegas coming up next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Todd Furman's going to join us in just a second here. Talk about the divisional weekend. I love this weekend of football. You get the top seeds in action. I think the football generally tends to get a little bit better. You know, you kind of weed out maybe. Look, Tampa, I'm sorry. Uh, And I don't mind the extra playoff team. Like, it's okay. I like football. I like playoff football. Weird things happen. Sometimes you're going to have a bad division, Connor, and a bad team's going to win it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, no way, no how we're a playoff team this year. We That's not reactionary to Monday. We said it most of the season. They were awful. They were poorly coached. Tom Brady looks like he finally might be slowing down. They had a lot of injuries. Uh, they were awful. They were not a playoff team. Sorry. I, I am not an expanded playoff guy. It's about as old school as an opinion as I carry. I don't, yeah. in, in really any sport, I don't, I don't like this idea of widening the field because I want better games and I want more of the better games. That matters a little bit more in Major League Baseball than it does in the NFL, obviously. You it does. In a five-game series. Right, but right. I, the quantity of it all this last weekend almost overwhelmed for me how, how bad some of it was. And I, I'm okay with that. It balances out. Yeah. I'm good there. Hopefully it bounces back a little bit. And, you know, it, it really, in fairness, even though Miami, like we thought, oof, they're not going to have a chance, they made it close. They made it a game. And you, had, so, you had two out-of-nowhere quarterbacks. Well, I mean, they're not out-of-nowhere quarterbacks, right? But they weren't starters, and they, they performed well yes. and offered you some, yeah. uh, some enjoyment. Let's see what we have on tap for Divisional Weekend. He joins us every week. Uh, Todd Furman is one of the best uh, handicappers in the business. And make sure you check out his podcast wherever you get your pods. It's the Bet the Board podcast with Todd in Pain Insider. He is at Todd Furman on Twitter. Uh, and he joins Carmen and Yurko now. Connor sitting in for the good kid. So 5-1 and one to the over on Wild Card Weekend. And if uh, Brett Maher didn't decide to get the yips, I think all six games would have went over Todd. Are we expecting more fireworks? Lots of offense. Offenses, uh, offense carries the day in the NFL right now, doesn't it? 
It definitely does, and that's part of the reason when you look at the eight head coaches that are still playing meaningful football now, seven of them come from an offensive background. Sean McDermott, the only outlier there. And it's why we've said for years, Carm, on the Bet the Board podcast, if you want to be smart and you want to try and compete in this day and age, you hire an offensive mind, then he brings in a defensive coordinator that better suits his style more so than a defensive-leaning head coach that might be a little bit more conservative, probably not what Bears fans want to hear, but we'll see exactly what that means for the future. Now, as far as totals are concerned, when you look at the wildcard round, you mentioned it. I mean, points plenty there. Average more than 55 points per game. It was actually the fourth highest scoring wildcard round since it began back in 1978. But the average total now for the divisional round, 48.9. So odds makers aren't giving it away when you consider that the average closing total last weekend, 44.4. And during the regular season, 44.1. So you never want to be at the funeral instead of the wedding. So it's buyer beware going blindly over these four totals this weekend. Although I do think you have obviously far superior quarterback play than you would normally on a typical NFL Sunday. That's good advice right there. Everybody uh, listen to what Ty was saying about the adjustment that has been made and tread lightly. Let's break down some of these games. Um, uh, my my power numbers are rudimentary compared to what you guys are doing, obviously, but I, I had the Chiefs at just a shade over eight, and the line's about eight and a half, and then I went back and I rewatched the Week 10 matchup last night, Todd, and I, my biggest takeaway was uh, the Jags applied very little pressure against Mahomes. They decided not to blitz, which is a good idea. You blitz them and you're probably toast, but they did, and I mean the Chiefs, pretty much whatever they wanted in that game offensively, and it felt like they could have easily scored 40. So while my number says there could be some value with the Jags getting as many as eight and a half and maybe it even goes to nine, I don't know if I can get there. How do you view Jags and Chiefs right now as you handicap it? You're not going to cover a lot of games in the NFL as a nine and a half point favorite when you finish the turnover battle minus three. But to your point, Carm, that's exactly what Kansas City did the first time around. Winning that game 27 to 17, and they actually had a 20 to nothing lead at one point. Yeah. Mahomes went out there, sliced and diced. Travis Kelsey did what he always does. And now you're talking about a Kansas City team that's had two weeks to come up with a few unique wrinkles to attack a Jacksonville defense that's going to be tested from start to finish. There is a high level of familiarity between Doug Peterson and Andy Reid. Mm. Obviously, worked closely together when they were both uh, on the Philadelphia staff with Andy calling the shots and Peterson handling the offense. So you're always curious to see how that chess match goes. As far as Jacksonville, the key is going to be protecting Trevor Lawrence. And easier said than done when Chris Jones is one of the more underrated defensive linemen in the league in terms of generating pressure right up the middle. I think Travis Etienne becomes a nice little piece, not only running the football, but also as a receiver out of the backfield. We'll see how the adjustment Kansas City made in terms of slotting defensive backs around, moving Legereus Sneed to the outside, and Trent McDuffie to the slot pays dividends to try and slow down Christian Kirk. I was of the same mindset. I originally wanted to make a case for Jacksonville. The more I dug into this game, I started to sour on it a little bit. I think the total, though, is a touch too high. Mm. If Kansas City gets a lead, they're not going to take their foot off the accelerator, but this isn't the same high-powered offense that we've seen in the past in terms of their big play potential. So if they get a lead, they can be very methodical, and if they're protecting, say, a 10- to 14-point lead, don't be surprised if they put together a 6- to 7-minute drive where it's death by 10,000 paper cuts. So I lean under the total of 53. I think it's just a touch too high. Todd, on both days, Saturday and Sunday, what is the biggest wrench in setting your your, your betting agenda here is it a is it the quarterback situation in San Francisco injuries and feel like where is the the biggest issue at play here 
for me, I think it's trying to figure out what we're getting from the two blue bloods, essentially, that are going early on Sunday between the Bills and Bengals. I mean, these two teams come in riding ridiculous winning streaks, mm. and on the surface, everything is fine and dandy. Mm. But this is a Bills team that I've actually downgraded throughout the course of the season. The offense reminds me of a Major League Baseball team that relies on the home run. They can't manufacture runs playing small ball. It's looking to hit you over the top with the big play. So what that leads to is a lot of variance, as we saw on full display. And as someone that had the Bills minus seven in the first half, up 17 nothing last week against the Dolphins, I was none too thrilled to see how, how that erupted in my face rather quickly over about a 95-second span. Uh, meanwhile, for the Bengals, we talk about Joe Burrow and all the weapons. But you can't ignore the fact that they were outgained by 130 yards last week against the Ravens. It's a defensive play that's really swung the balance on that 98-yard return from Sam Hubbard. And you look even further back. I mean, this is a Bengals offense that's been methodical, and Joe Burrow has taken advantage. But you wonder if you get into tight spaces what that'll look like. So trying to figure out which of those two teams is playing better football, I almost feel like it's a buy-low spot on the Bills that if it was the regular season, we could have laid four here and had no problems with it. But at five and a half, I can tell you full well, gentlemen, there is going to be an appetite for the Bengals if this thing is painted six closer to game day. How much of an issue for the Bengals is it that they're potentially, what, down 60% of their starting offensive line? That's got to factor in, doesn't it, Todd? I think it's a big part, but I also think, Carm, we talk about the NFL markets being efficient. That's reflected in this number here. Mm. That's the reason that we don't have a chance uh, to lay a shorter price tag with the Bills. And we saw some prominent shops open as high as 6.5. Others open 3.5, and and we've now more or less seen water meet its level. The other thing, though, for the Bengals, we talked about their offensive line last year in the playoffs, and Joe Burrow just gets the ball out of his hands so quickly that he can mitigate some of the negative impact that a quarterback that wanted to hang on to it, pat the ball like you see at the college level a lot more. The Bills have also struggled when quarterbacks get the ball out of their hand quickly. So look for Jamar Chase uh, to catch a lot of short balls, and it'll be on the Bills to try and take advantage of the yard after catch to neutralize that factor. Curious about Cowboys and Niners a little bit, but but from a perspective, what have, what have Dak Prescott's last couple of weeks mm. done to the overall shape of, of how people have looked at, bet on, and influenced you on the Cowboys here? It is the most Cowboys thing ever, totally. what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. You get Dak Prescott 14-37, to and the Cowboys muster six points against the Commanders Week 18, and then they come out with a much more dynamic and aggressive game plan against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I do think on some level the Cowboys deserve a ton of credit for what they were able to accomplish on Monday night, but the Bucks also played a role in that. I mean, Jamel Dean, who we all thought was going to be out there, didn't log a single snap in the secondary, and it looked like communication was a real problem for Tampa when it came to getting off the field on third and intermediate. You look at the Bucks and how different the game might have been if Tom Brady doesn't get intercepted in the end zone and it's 7-6 Bucks playing in a much tighter, narrow window there. And when you look at Dallas, I think so much is being talked about, obviously having to go back on the road, 60 hours less rest than the 49ers here. But it's not just that. It's that the Cowboys are now playing their fourth straight road game. They went Thursday night to Tennessee. They followed it up with a regular season finale against a division rival. And when I look at this 49ers defense, the real question becomes, can they generate pressure up front? Because the secondary leaves a lot to be desired. And if Dak has time in the pocket, he's going to be able to make some big plays. So for me, this game, extremely tight. I made the game four going into Monday night. Mm. And we've seen a real battle here. You saw professional bettors taking four, number dipped down to three and a half. And you had other professional bettors went, this is a bridge too far to cross. Mm. But it's figuring out what you're going to get from Brock Purdy. A major step up in class. 
and how much confidence you have in the game plan they'll devise, knowing that the Cowboys have revenge for what got away last year in the playoffs. Last game, to, yeah, that's right. Another rematch from last year. Last game to talk about real quick. Uh, short week here for the Giants. Played in the late afternoon window on the opening weekend. Now they're playing on Saturday night uh, in Philly. And will the third time be a charm? Eagles swept the regular season, but... Uh, you know, the Giants have some mojo, and I, I think Dave, I really think the world of Brian Dayball right now. Can he do enough to keep this thing close? And like Yurko says, the more the big underdog stays in it, the more likely something crazy can happen in a game. And I think the Giants have to come out early and kind of land that haymaker against Philly. I mean, the Giants haven't won in Philly since 2013, so Oof. they're going to need to break a streak there. You mentioned Brian Dable, and I think that's the one thing that people are ignoring. While Ken Dorsey's name gets thrown around for head coaching jobs, look at the way Daniel Jones has improved ball security all this season, something that we didn't think was possible. Meanwhile, it's Josh Allen on the other side leading the league in turnovers. What's the common denominator? Brian Dable is in New York, New Jersey, instead of Western New York. When I look at Philadelphia, guys, the challenge in this handicap is all about health. If you tell me Jalen Hurts is 100%, I'm laying 7.5 on a discount because I think Philly is undervalued, knowing that they were a 7.5 point favorite on the road and won that game 48-22. But the same thing applies to Lane Johnson. If both of those guys are operating at 60%, and Hertz isn't a willing runner like he wasn't week 18 against the Giants. That's a real problem for me. I actually think this total is probably a touch too high. And if you wait around, there may be a chance to go under 24 in the first half. Expect the Giants to be a little bit more run dominant here against this Eagles secondary than what they were able to do playing pitch and catch against the Vikings that I'm convinced there are some high school teams at the 6A level in Illinois that would have provided a little bit more resistance. Uh, great point about the injuries for Philly, too. I mean, Lane Johnson's playing with a groin that needs surgery, I believe. Like, that's, uh, yep. that's no one that's, that's the whole thing, and he has been a linchpin. I mean, him yeah. alongside Jason Kelsey have been the building blocks, and if you look at how the Eagles have performed with and without Lane Johnson in the mix, yeah. it's night and day. Yep. All right, best bets for the weekend. You know what, guys? I honestly wish I had one in the NFL. I have not made a single bet yet. Going to dig into some of the props okay. and hopefully can share those accordingly. But because I don't want anybody to leave empty-handed, I'm going to give you guys two in diverse disciplines today. <laughs> one will be in the NHL. We're going to lay the short price with Nashville on the road against the Blues. Underlying metrics are not very good for St. Louis. If UC Soros starts like expected, I think the Blues struggle to score more than one or two goals today. And a match that goes in about 11 minutes, and I know Yurk will be disappointed, We'll go overseas to the Copa del Rey. I like Villarreal and the pick'em line at plus $1.15 against Real Madrid. Would have preferred him on the Asian handicap, but that number's come down. So we'll take a shot, a little soccer match in Spain to get things going for the weekend. That's why he's the best, folks. Uh, check out the Bet the Board podcast uh, with Todd and Payne Insider wherever you get your pods. And remember to follow him on Twitter, and you'll uh, always get good content there at Todd Furman. Enjoy Divisional Weekend, my friend. We'll talk to you next Friday or next Thursday. Oh. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Enjoy the games this weekend. See you, buddy. There's Todd Furman, and uh, yeah, we'll preview Championship Sunday next week. We'll that's, be right back. That's funny. I thought the same thing about the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Ronald and Sylvia will be in in about eight minutes for Crosstalk. Connor's going to be back in tomorrow for the good kid. He's down in Florida for the rest of the week and the weekend. York will be back. We'll be uh, breaking down all the divisional matchups and getting ready for Championship Sunday starting next week. But uh, Connor's hanging out these couple of days, so uh, I appreciate him jumping in. And we just had Todd Furman, and now we go to another expert handicapper, Paulie Cheesecake in New Jersey. Uh, How did we do last week, Paulie? 
I went two and one. All you do is give out winners. Win, I win, mean, win. listen, next weekend I'll be going home for rehab. You'll be going home from rehab. That's good. So you got another yeah. week in rehab. Yeah, and I'll be going home. I'm making a cheesecake on Wednesday because they, they're demanding one, so I got to make one. Oh, you mean the people at the rehab facility that you've yeah, been in? Yeah, they want, they want one, so I got to do it. So, yeah, they've only heard the legend of Paulie's cheesecakes. Is that? Yes, 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 yeah. they have. Okay. They have. What kind, they, of, what they kind just, of cheesecake are you going to make them? I even played the podcast from last week. They're at the rehab. They loved it. Let's um, let's uh, do the uh, do right by them. What's the name of the rehab facility you're at in New Jersey? Uh, St. Lawrence Rehab in St. Lawrence, New Jersey. St. Lawrence Rehab. All the fine folks there. Thank you for taking care of Paulie. Thank you. We yes. appreciate it. Yes. Uh, yes. Look after him. Uh, what yes. kind of cheesecake yes. are you going to make him? I'm making up a turtle. The turtle one. That seems to be your go-to these days. The tur- yeah. Tell me, what's the turtle Tell cheesecake? Connor, what's, what's in the turtle? What's in the turtle cheese? caramel and... and uh, Chocolate, caramel, and walnuts and pecan. Oh, Just yeah. like the turtle, the Fannie Mae. Oh, sure. Got yeah. it. Okay. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. There's no real yeah. turtle in there, is there? No, no, Not no, like no, turtle no. soup or anything? Yeah. yeah, you got to pay extra. Yeah. Money. And yeah. Uh, by the way, they helped me with, uh, they helped me take a shower today, so that's good. I was that's asking good. last week, we said, when's the sponge bath? I mean, did it ever happen? Now with the shower. Now with the shower. No, just a shower? All right. Yeah, they're upgrading me, so yeah. Okay. okay. Here are my picks. Polly, you are the best. All right, what are the picks for the weekend? Divisional I weekend. Want, I, I, I want the Niners. You're going to take the Niners. You're going to lay three. We're going to call. We'll call it four. I'm looking right now. The latest number is yeah, four. Is that that's good? Fine. Yeah. Okay. Forty Niners minus four. I want the Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs minus eight and a half. That's good. Yeah, I, I want it. Okay. Yep. And I want the not the Bills. The Bengals are going to the Bengals. I want the Bengals. Bengals are going to cover. 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 You're going to take an underdog. Yeah. It's unlikely. You're going to take yeah. five and a half. Yes. Okay. I feel the best. You know what? If Josh Allen plays like he did last Sunday, they're, they're not going to beat him. They've had trouble. They've won eight in a row, and somehow I look at the Bills yep. and I'm like, they don't, they're far from perfect. That's not know? that guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Polly, be well, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Okay. See you, pal. Thanks, guys. There he is, Polly Cheesecake, every week from New Jersey with the picks. The Bills are. Uh, they're a weird team right now. I, may, you know, I'm with Polly Cheesecake here. I I want to like Josh Allen. I want to watch Josh Allen be Josh Allen, but he has not been. No. I mean, a couple of these interceptions are just like, buddy, where are you going? Last week again. I mean, it was just it was yeah. sloppy. It was ugly. Very sloppy. Did they allow the Dolphins to hang around as long and, as they did? And the time, like with the the, the situations, the time left in in quarters and halves when those interceptions are coming around, it's just like. Bro, you can't – it can't be there. Not then. Not then. Lost the turnover battle, and a couple of them were crucial ones. I mean, they outgained Miami by 200 yards, and that was like – If you'd have told me life and death. I would have been like, yeah, it sounds right too. I mean, it just, it, that yeah. was not – yeah. so I don't field. know. But the, the Bengals scare me right now because of all the injuries on the O-line. Um, I mean, you're down three starters. That's rough. But Burrow is – He's that guy. He's that guy. 31-16 and 16 against the number as a starter. Uh, I mean, that's just like it's they're the best team against the spread since the start of last year too. the Bengals are best ATS record really? in the NFL really? since the start of last season, even with their whole offensive line situation, basically burrows in time. I mean, it's a young career, but it's young been career. Bad. It's been bad the whole time. And last year they were an underdog a lot, especially early in the season. But the best against the spread record in the NFL since 2021, since the start of the season, the huh. Cincinnati Bengals. Well, that makes Andrew Benintendi happy. He's a big Bengals fan. Is he a fan. big Bengals well, fan? He was on White Sox Weekly last week, which you can download and listen that. on the ESPN Chicago app. Don't worry. 
every episode downloadable on the app. You Ooh. can just uh, peruse White Sox Weekly. What's up uh, this Saturday for you guys? Haven't think? planned it yet. Haven't planned. Haven't planned. I'm here with you. you know, well, that's is, true. You know, You're I'm working here with overtime. You. We're planning. We're, you know, we'll figure that out as we go. Although right. Dylan C said a little press conference, he'll talk a little chat. We'll probably hear the latest about uh, the what about agreeing to the deal? Just and, about hanging out. Just yeah. about just about hanging out about his offseason plan. You know, I think I you know the. Get the stars out there, right? Yeah, I mean, the man sure. finished second to Justin Verlander, the American League Cy Young vote. Nice this. to go from seven hundred thousand to five point seven. Is Chanel, that a raise? Though. That's a raise. Is that a that's, raise? I, that's cost of living, and then some. That's uh, you build for a, Dylan. You build a disc golf course with that kind of money. <laughs> is what you can do, yeah, yeah. which I think he's actually up to. Believe that's it or not, good. I think he's building a disc golf course. Amazing. Coming up next, we got crosstalk. Uh, so don't go anywhere. We're back in two minutes. Connor has the final word. Brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present. Today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yuriko. But this is where you start to bifurcate bears. Now. This is where yeah. people go their two different ways. Yeah. About what they want, what they need, what they got to have in this upcoming. All game. right, we got. I love that you've got all these NFL questions. It's good. Three one. Well, I got nothing for tomorrow.